right, all right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of Shoot Your Shot. Shoot Your Shot. Shoot Your Shot. Hi, hey guys. guys. How's it going? As if I'm going to get like a reaction from response them. back. I mean, they might be sitting in their car, like in their room saying like, hey. Probably, probably not. It would be really weird, but yeah, weird. maybe. Georgia, how are you? I'm good. I am a little tired, but I'm preparing for Friendsgiving this weekend, and Claire's going to be here tomorrow, so yes. um, I'm very excited, just planning a lot of shit ahead of this weekend to make sure this everyone's weekend- happy is going to be crazy. I can't believe that it's this weekend. Like, because I'm still in France right now, it doesn't feel like it's this weekend, but... It doesn't feel like it's this weekend for me either. I will see you tomorrow. I haven't seen you since May. That's crazy. I didn't even think about that. You are. We're literally going to see each other tomorrow. I know. It's Ah. crazy. It's It's been six months. I know. Claire and I get separation anxiety. I'm pretty sure I've said it on an episode before, but we do. Anxiety's at an all-time high because it's been six it months. <laughs> um, but yeah, super excited for Friendsgiving this weekend. If you don't know what we're talking about, Georgia every year throws a rager Friendsgiving, and this is and it's year only to get bigger. It's a, it's a new, it's a new tradition. Last year it was is. crazy, and so we're stoked for another we're one this up- year. I'm so excited. Yeah, I hope I hope it's just as fun and crazy for everybody this year. I mean, knowing like even it will be honestly, even if you just put you and me and like two other people in a room, it would be just as crazy. So yeah. I'm not worried. <laughs> no, it's gonna be so fun, and the house that you got is so much cooler. So like just based on oh, yeah. that and how much more room there is, like it's gonna be so sick. I was wondering if, like, people thought the old house versus this house this year, like, which one was cooler. So to hear you say this one's cooler oh my makes gosh, me this happy year's. because – Yeah, this year's is crazy. There's, Love like, a Island huge vibes. pool and water – You guys, there's waterfalls at this house. She's like, I don't know if and it's like, that much cooler than last year's. It's so much cooler. There's, like, oh, light-up cool. waterfalls. Isn't that yes. a thing in the pictures where it's, like, different colors? Yeah. And there's a slide. Yeah, no, you can go sick. down the slide. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, perfect. Oh, I have to pack I, I, a bathing suit. This is good to this is Oh good yeah, to know. pack one. Cause I I also am hoping that this turns into a little Love Island episode with all the creators because there's so many Oh no. <laughs> no drama. Please no creator drama. No, That's like the no. last thing that I want. No, no, no. There won't it's like it's almost like take all of the good parts of Love Island and and leave all the bad parts out because everybody I feel like is gonna be really excited and there's gonna be no drama but I do want to see I just get excited when you put like a lot of people in a room together naturally there's gonna be natural selection and people are gonna want to <laughs> gravitate towards it's gonna other. be natural selection that's so funny well okay this will already have passed when they're listening to this episode I think no so, I don't think it will no it oh, might okay Who I was knows? gonna say we'll let we'll let you know what happens but yeah um Yeah, okay, so I wanted to start off our episodes moving forward in a new way. So this is going to be the first time that we do this. I want to start every episode by pointing out a positive thing and a negative thing from our week, and I want to brand them with, like, our little shoot-your-shot branding, and so we might have to, like, work this uh, naming a little bit, but I want to do the missed shot and the the winner shot the winning shot like what the winning how do shot we and the miss shot the winning 
Okay, the winning shot and the missed shot of the week. Yeah, okay. but I like that. Okay, yay. So I think it'll be okay. fun to start every week like this. We can do like a little mini recap. So Georgia, what is your winning shot of the week? Okay. Mm. Okay, winning shot of the week is Jack and I wrapped a project for SoCal Youth Rugby. And it was a really, honestly, there should have been 15 people doing this video and this job, but it was literally just him and I. So to see that we were able to do that and then the client's expectations were like way beyond what they even thought the video was going to be. And then to Yay. have it wrapped, like all within a span of like two weeks, because normally this thing takes also like months to do, uh, mm. was just a really good thing for Jack and I to be like, wow, like we fucking did that. Like, let's go. <laughs> so that yes, was like, that's a I love shot. that. Mm. Wait, you said it was okay. SoCal Rugby. Yeah, SoCal Youth Rugby. So, so we were went you to- in... California this week? I thought you were in Pittsburgh. Um, we were in California two weeks ago filming this. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, and yeah, you're, like, yeah. wrapped, so, like, post-production, like, all of that is done. Exactly, yeah. So now it's officially wrapped, okay, nice. and she's happy, and it's going nice. to be the new, like, video for the face of SoCal Youth Rugby. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm I love excited. it. I want to see fun. it. Is it out? Um, I don't know if she posted it publicly yet or if she's doing it next week, but I'll, I'll send you the link regardless. And then maybe by the time this episode's out, we'll put the B-roll in. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well, I can't wait to see it. It was fun. All right. What what's your winning shot? shot? Okay. I think, so I wrapped up a shoot with Vincero two weeks, three weeks ago. Um, and they emailed me this week and we're like oh we want to get we want to do another project with you literally next week again and I was like well that was oh. really fast like coming back at me so I'm like this might turn into a retainer which is cool um and I've worked with That's Vincero good. for I've worked with them for like a year and a half now but we had had like a little bit of a break for a few months I think they were like kind of rebranding a lot of their women's uh products so the rebrand is like happening finally now so it's fun to like be consistently working with a brand that I really love again. Um, I don't know if you guys know Vincero. They I feel like they're kind of a little bit known in like the creator world. Um, back when they used to cater more to the creator world, now they're rebranding. So it's a little bit more like stylized, a little bit more high end. So it's fun because the shoots that I'm doing for them are they're kind of like the like the rich like country club like kind of Ooh. aesthetic, which is fun. Yeah, so they have brand new watches, brand new bracelets, jewelry, everything. So I did a campaign for their women's stuff two weeks ago, wrapped, and we are now in pre-production for another shoot. And they want it to be done, like, ASAP. And I was like, well, I'm literally flying back to the States, so, like, I can't shoot this in Paris. And then I was like, I don't have the bandwidth to do this in L.A. (laughs) So I think I'm shooting this in Nashville, (laughs) which is, like, so random. So I have to, like, figure that out and, like, find a studio and like models so you might be able to know they want like a very no we're gonna do like in a studio like they have a very specific like mood board and like vibe for this um but I'm assuming that like Nashville has good like studios and stuff so really it's just finding like the right models which is what I'm gonna be working on but yeah that was fun it was fun to get like such quick turnaround feedback on like hey we want to work with you again so well that that is amazing congratulations Claire that's that probably Thanks. feels good too 
knowing that you give somebody work and then they just get so excited that they want more because that just yeah I don't say like validates you as a creator but shows that your art is very much appreciated so what's your missed shot yes I want to say this is a missed shot but like it's also kind of a winning shot in a way so okay okay (laughs) so missed shot is I finally decided to get rid of one of the clients that I have um Mm. and it's go it's a missed shot in the way where I'm no longer going to have that consistency of um, like money coming in because it's a retainer client and yeah. that's gonna probably not throw me off like too much but throw me off for like a couple months just until I can find new projects um, to replace mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. so missed shot in that sense but like huge winning shot in the sense of like I am so happy I'm getting out of that and it's just such like a huge growth thing for myself mm-hmm. as a person to be like I like like this project or not this project this client like no longer serves me in a positive way and in fact it was like making me really burnt out and I shouldn't let the fact that like the consistent money from the retainer like justify that because I can find money other way like other places like I now feel way more confident in what I do and as a creator where I I'm excited to find new projects, so I shouldn't just let, like, this Mm -hmm, money mm -hmm. dangle over me and burn myself out and not, like, creating anymore because of one client. So it took me a little bit to, like, get there mentally just because, again, like, the the financial side of it, but I am really, really happy (laughs) that I'm letting that client go. Okay, this is a... This is a winning shot, not a missed shot. This is is all good things. Now that I say this, (laughs) it's actually more winning. Um... But it is a missed shot in the sense where, like, that cash flow is going to stop coming in. And I'm putting yeah. on a really big event right now. So I am going to be a little bit, like, yeah. <laughs> so I guess, so like, the financial instability doesn't really, isn't, like, a great thing. But but it's going yeah. to open up so many more doors. You have so much more time now to, like, commit to other projects. So it's going to be, like, sucky for, like, a Yeah, I guess that's a not month, a And then shot, it's huh? going to, like, it's going to be fine. Well, yeah, I mean, out, you know. Huh? no I mean like losing a a retainer is always like not great for your finances but you're gonna you're gonna fill that spot so fast so yeah which I'm so I like honestly if anybody's listening to this and you are like I don't like my retainer client and I want out but I'm nervous because of the financial like impact it's gonna have it you're fine like if you need to be broke for a couple months or like or like stressed for a couple months like that is going to make you feel so much better in the long run than yep. doing something that's going to actually make you fall out of love with why you even started that retainer project in the first place. Because that's what uh, happened to me. Preach. <laughs> okay, wait. This is I need to still do my missed shot, but yes. this segues perfectly into today's, today's topic. And I have okay. a follow-up to what you just said because – I've had such a similar experience and it's like, it's was a huge challenge and like a weakness in my business. So remind me to oh, like good. start the, the topic with this. Okay. Um, but okay. Okay. Yeah. My so missed miss shot. shot. We'll come back to that. Cause I also have so much yeah. more to say on that. Yeah. 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 So my missed shot oh, no. is that I, <laughs> I went on a, on a trip with Puma to Palermo oh, last yes. week we went to Sicily. Georgia knows everything. We went to Sicily. I didn't know you were going to say this. Is, I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, it is the true myth shot. Like, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I'm not going to go into like massive details. But anyways, to get to the point, 
went to Italy with Puma, like phenomenal opportunity, so much fun. Like we literally did such cool stuff that you would never be able to do if you were with a brand like Puma. So seriously, like a big career, like goal, like super sick. I mean, I'm super grateful, but (laughs) I basically got bullied by a bunch of 18, 19 year olds. Guys, it was really sad, actually. Like, she was texting me. It was actually really bad. bad, Yeah. Like, I like, they didn't like say or do anything specifically, like, against me, but like, I basically got (laughs) it. I basically got ignored for three days. Like, and I'm not being like overly sensitive or dramatic. I'm a very confident, outgoing, secure person. I have no problems making (laughs) friends. And and I was like, is something wrong with me? Like, do I have no personality? Like, am I boring? Like, why is no one talking to me? I literally, no one talked to me for three days. And they were all like 18, 19 little ditzy influencers. And we're like, like the whole time, just like, so not, we were so not on the same wavelength. I, so that I literally, they just ignored me for three days. No, did they all know each other beforehand? Like going into that? No, no, dude, that would have made it better. Cause been like, oh, I just don't know them. And they all know each other. No, they were all besties (laughs) within like six hours. No one gave a fuck that I was there. I was quite literally I would be in the like I would be in the middle of a group and they would be just having conversations around me like I would say something and I they would like either just ignore that I said anything would just pretend that I didn't say anything or like some of them would just like look at me and then like ignore and like go that talk to the horrible, person next Claire. To I'm no so legitimately sorry. it was so it was so uncomfortable you guys it like was one of the worst experiences ever that's, in a trip <laughs> that that is sad though, but, because you were really excited for that yeah, and, and and the trip itself for Puma was amazing. Like, this has nothing mm-hmm. to do with Puma, and I'm so grateful I got to go. And it was, like, so amazing. And, like, I mean, Sicily is so awesome, so I'm really happy I got to go. And I had I had a lot of fun, like, doing the activities and, like, I connecting with a bunch of people from The Face, which is, like, the agency slash magazine. I don't know if you guys know The Face. They're a big magazine in the U.K., but they are the ones who created this trip with Puma oh, cool. to celebrate and like push the Palermo sneaker. And so it was all organized by this like really cool mag. Like Georgia, you should look up this magazine. It's I was going to say, they've I want to look them up. They've been around since the eighties. They're really popping. And then they took a break between 2001 and 2017 or something. They took like a really, really long, like 15 year break. And then they came back a few years ago and they're popping off again. Um, uh, Olivia Rodrigo is the cover of their magazine this quarter, which is sick. Oh, so wow. like they, they're a big magazine. Like they have really big yeah. artists and stuff. So I'm gonna look them um, up. Anyways, the actual trip was so cool. But like I, I was just, I think that I'm just so, mu- I'm so much older than a lot of the people that were on this trip, and were like, you know, I'm 27, and they were all like 18 and 19, which I'm like, I don't know why I got put in this trip if I'm like so much older. Um, And there was, like, a couple people that I connected with that were really cool, and they were great, but they're, like, by the the last day, I was pretty, like, over it. I was, like, please someone, like, get me home. Like, I was texting Georgia, and I was, like, I'm not, I'm not having a good time. But anyways, that's that's my missed shot of the week (laughs) is uh, getting bullied by a bunch of 18-year-olds. No, Uh, (laughs) I'm kidding. I I don't want to talk trash on them. They were, some of them were, some of them were actually quite nice, but as a group, it wasn't, like... I say they just all got Yeah. Well, Anyways, it's fine. Anyways, like I would still do it all over again just to be in in Italy, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like it's fine. You're like clenching through your teeth. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> 
Okay, so this week's episode is our biggest weaknesses, struggles, and challenges, and we just want to kind of talk about some of the things that we have struggled with as creators and like, you know, some of the ways that we've been able to overcome that and just give you guys some stories to show you the reality of being a creator and that it's okay that, you know, things aren't necessarily perfect all the time and that doesn't make you less amazing of a creator. So, um, Georgia, when you were talking about how difficult it is to cut off a retainer or end a retainer and then you're kind of like losing, you know, a big chunk of income and there's that fear of doing that. But then really on the other side, it's you just get so much more freedom to work on spec projects or passion projects or, you know, put more energy into getting another client. Your own that work you're more, even. Yeah, your own work. Yeah, which is a passion project. Um, and just like giving yourself more freedom to move into a different direction if you want to. And I experienced that so similar to you where there was a client that was just like a very toxic client that was really taking advantage of me. And like, we started working together during COVID and it was the only client I had for a big chunk of COVID. So I think I got like, I let myself be used for so long because it was like the only money I was making for a little bit. Um, like we literally started working together in like April of 2020, something crazy. So it was like the best timing for for me because I had nothing else going on. And this client was just really taking advantage of me and like had these really high expectations for a low budget and would just kind of like, I don't want to say like verbally abused, that's way OD, but like just rude, was just like really rude, saying really rude things and wouldn't properly communicate things and then expect something from me without telling me that. And I would go so out of my way to make things work for this client. Like I would bend over backwards for this client. And it was so uncomfortable because I had to like not use people, but I had to severely underpay people, ask for free things. I had to ask for so many favors. That's what it was. I had to yeah. ask for so many personal favors, which, you know, that's using my reputation and the relationships that mm -hmm. I've created with these models, stylists, makeup artists, whoever, that the client is using and not, you know, paying for. And so it was like my name on the line and it was so toxic. And we worked together for like a year and a half two years and towards the end it was just so unbelievably like disrespectful the, la the lack of disrespect the lack of respect towards the creative craft as if I'm just like you know able to give them like a hundred <laughs> hours a week it's like it was just so severely underpaid and they like badly managed from the client job. it wasn't even like full-time job it was just like you, they were expecting for these things that they were not willing to pay for. And they, you know, like, for example, I was like, I'm using models for free. I was like, I'm telling you, you don't want to pay for models. So I'm literally using my resources and I'm like hitting up people on Instagram or I'm asking my friends or I'm using again my reputation and people want to work with me. And so these models are like, I will like, I'll just work with you because I love your work, but it's like only because it's for you that I'm doing this for free. And I would, I would do that. And sometimes I would get models that the client really loved and they would be stoked. And then other times it would be a client. I mean, it'd be a model that the client didn't like. And they would say horrible things like, Oh, we hate the way that model looks like they're ugly. They're oh, fat. They're this, they're that. So bad. And I was like, one, so like, why do you got to, why are you talking about someone like that? So uncomfortable. Like, don't say they're ugly or fat. Like that just doesn't work for the style that you want. But also you're not paying 
for any of this. So like, if you want to get a freaking high class model who is like, you know, looks like they are on Vogue every week, then you're going to have to pay for that. Those people do not do free work. So you're getting free work. So you just need to be happy with what you're getting because you're not willing to put any skin in the game. And it was just this like super toxic, like back and forth with me where like every time I would give work that I was working so hard to get. They would just like bring me down so much and would argue with me. And like, I don't know if like you ever send raw videos or raw photos to a client so they can pick, so they can make their own selection. I would do yeah. that with this client because they were so picky. They were never happy with anything I ever did. And so whenever I would edit a picture, they'd be like, we don't like this one. Do you have another one that's like different? It's like this side or this pose, whatever. So then I was like, okay, I'm just going to give you literally everything that I'm shooting like I'm gonna give you a low-res jpeg and then you're gonna make the selection and then tell me which pictures you want me to edit so I would do that and then when you send over raws for someone to pick you're obviously sending like the same picture multiple times because it's the raws I would do like a really big selection but then it would be a bunch of similar photos you know what I mean like it'd be like girl facing forward same girl looking to the left same girl looking to the right so it's like they can pick which picture they want and Mm -hmm. he would be like you know I'm asking you to like do the shoot and you're just shooting the same thing over and over and over again and like I just want more variety and I'm like it's a shoot bro like there's gonna be the same person yeah wearing the same outfit multiple times I'm yeah, I'm sending you these pictures to pick from. You're only picking 20 photos, and I just sent you 500. <laughs> like, you're going to find 20 in there. And they were like, no, I just want way more variety. So basically, they wanted 20 photos, and they wanted me to do basically, like, 10 different shoots. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, So that, like, yeah. there would only be, like, one or two photo per shoot. And I was like, that's not what you're paying for. You're paying for one shoot, and I'm sending say, you 500 photos of the money. same person in different locations. Dude, it was crazy. And then they would always be like, this is not what, we're, what we asked for. This is not what we paid for. It was so toxic, Georgia. So anyways, long story short, I dropped this client finally. And there was like a really nasty end to the relationship where it was like, it was like a yelling match over text. It was really oh, bad. Wow. I've never gotten into, I've never gotten into like any sort of that crazy of an ending with a client. But he was like accusing me of like st- basically not putting any work in stealing money and like stealing his money and that he didn't want to pay me if he didn't get what I was if he didn't get what he wanted and then I was like you're using me you're abusing me as an artist you make me feel horrible you talk shit about the models that I bring on you're severely underpaying me I was like I'm not letting you abuse me anymore and it turned into this really awful awful like situation but it was so worth cutting that client off. Like you're saying, like it was like a, like a breath of fresh air, like a weight lifted off my shoulders. I wasn't like stressed out every month having to create for this person. And like, even though it sucked that I lost, you know, that part of my income, it was so, so worth it. And I think the big learning lesson was like, I should have cut that off as soon as things got toxic or as soon as I felt like I was being used as an artist I should have cut it off I shouldn't have made excuses I shouldn't have kept that's such a good point working for someone just for the money and I also should have ended it better and I totally will take ownership of the fact that like I kind of lost it at the end and I was like you're severely mistreating me and I think that maybe I could have handled that like it wasn't like I didn't handle it professionally it's just I was really honest you know what I mean yeah I was like this is the truth. You're using me and you make me feel awful. And so I don't know if there's like a better way for me to like end it overall. But anyways, that was 
that was really long but i the point is i feel you <laughs> yeah that is i i would say not obviously the same situation but very similar in the sense of like the disrespect the toxic environment the expecting way more than what i'm getting paid for like i which this goes into i guess to an issue that i've been overcoming as a like creator like business owner i'm a very like yes woman like if i will if somebody comes to me and like wants a problem fixed if it's a client like i'll figure it out because i want the client to be happy like i want to have a good reputation and i've had to slowly realize that i can't say yes to everything and a huge part of that was with this retainer client like I would like I wouldn't I, I would say no to certain things that I knew were like way way beyond my scope but then like I would get punished for saying no in a way from this mm -hmm. client mm -hmm. because they were like well what's wrong with you like why wouldn't you do this like I'm paying you like like do you not care about the brand like do you not care about my company like blah 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 like like in, insane shit that I'm sure like your guys probably said to you and it would make me feel bad because I would be like I'm like supposed to feel good about saying no to work that I don't feel like I'm first being respected to do, but also I'm being like undervalued, underpaid, like whatever. But this client was making me feel so bad saying no. So it kind of like fed into that weakness that I have of always saying yes. So there were times where I would be like, well, maybe I should just do it. Like it's, it's only going to really take me like an hour. And if it just helps keep the peace with this client because they're a retainer client, like fuck it. Like I'm just going to do it and like I'll just do it. But I slowly realized that that created a very bad habit where the client then had even more expectation from me than mm -hmm. what she already did. And it just became this really toxic pattern. And I mean, aside from me saying yes to stuff, like just in general, like just horrible, horrible management, horrible just communication. Like I, I, I can't, it's just so bad. I, I feel like I will go into more detail because I still have three weeks left with this client because we're ending the contract very soon. So when the contract is actually ended, just to make sure I still get paid for my last month, then I will go into much more specifics. Um, but yeah, just to your point, it's it's tough whenever you're a creator and all you want to do is get a consistent income because as creators, we don't really have the luxury of having consistency, especially when we're just starting out. So when you do get a retainer, you get so excited and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to share all my ideas. I'm going to do all this work. And this doesn't happen for everybody, but I'm sure a lot more people struggle with this than what we think where you get the retainer. It doesn't end up being what you hope for. It may be not be to the extent of like Claire's situation or my situation, but if it is toxic and if it doesn't serve you as a creator, like what Claire said, the financial like side of it, it doesn't matter. Like it's, it's almost like, we choose to not do a nine to five because we want the luxury of having our own choices as a creator. But then when you get into a potential retainer client and you feel stuck and then you just get in this toxic environment and you're forced to work with them, it's almost like that same mentality of a nine to five. Like you no longer have control of that situation yeah, and you no longer exactly. are making those choices for yourself anymore. So it, mm -hmm. it's almost like, I don't want to say like hypocritical, but it's like, it's like, just sit and think and be like, this is why you didn't choose that lifestyle because you want control over your work and you want to be able to mm -hmm. be happy producing it and not have somebody like micromanaging all the time. So if 
if your retainer is working against you instead of for you, then yeah. leave. <laughs> like, leave. Because <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's so hard. true it's, that, yeah. Yeah. Well, like you said, like, when you say yes to one thing with a retainer client, it's like they keep – if you don't really set boundaries, they'll you give them an inch and they take a mile – and that's exactly. so common in retainer clients because – and that's why you have to outline so specifically what your deliverables are every month and that doesn't change. Or at least if it does change, it's like you got to have that in writing, like very specifically what happens, what it means for a deliverable to change month to month. And and I think that's the problem when it's not it's not confirmed early on. That you're kind of like, okay, like we're agreeing that we're working together every month for this amount of money and you're going to like do photo and video. But it's not like with two models, 20 photos, one revision, you know what I mean? It's like it has to be very specified. But because they'll like try to take so much because they're getting you at a certain rate every month. And if you say yes once, it's really hard to say no again. And that's where you end up in a lot of like bad situations is because – they're like, well, you said yes to this, so why are you saying no to this now? Like, you're you're afraid. Yeah. You're like, well, I said yes, and I feel like I'm I'm under pressure to say yes again. And yeah. obviously, you can say no, but then it's like, oh, well, because I said yes to this, it's gonna be weird if I say no to this. So then exactly. they're gonna they might end the retainer. It's it's so uncomfortable, and I totally get it. it and is. I've been in that situation multiple times, but it's difficult when retainers end. But sometimes it's just you gotta let the retainer end. Like if it's causing you to lose peace of mind every month and it's stressing I literally, you out. like it's not good for you and it's not good for your art it's not good for your creativity like you're being stifled anyways like these yeah. types of clients are not letting you be fully creative like this I had never had any creative control over anything with this client and it wasn't like I was making a ton of money and it was worth it because I was still able to create it was like it was not worth it at all exactly I will and I will say because this is something that I have made like I've become very aware of with now being able to lose this client I realize like this past year has been the first year where I have been the least creative ever in my life because like I'm somebody where I love doing photo shoots I love like creatively like producing and directing like ideas for friends like passion projects and stuff and I used to do it all the time and between like the past like just eight months specifically with this stress from this one client I just realized how burnt out I was and not that like I was like unhappy as a person but I just realized like wow like I really let a lot of my own creative desires and passions go just to be able to serve this client instead and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be that way like you should be working like almost like synonymously like you should be serving yourself but that also then helps your retainer client too it shouldn't be I have to let go of myself to a point as a creator just to make this retainer client happy like that retainer client should want you to put yourself into their work and if it's anything different then it's just not the right fit totally yeah and it it takes a client who's really like self-aware and who really also I feel like usually the best retainer clients or even just clients in general are the ones that have a lot of respect for the creative art, yes. for art in general, and the creative process and the creative mind. And they recognize that they're hiring you because it's something they can't do. Like, mm-hmm. if you could do it on your own, why would you hire 
any sort of creative. It's because you can't do it and you need someone who can to do it for you. And so if you're hiring someone to do something that they're good at, that you're not, you need to respect their view on this. And that's happened a few times where I've been like very adamant where I'm like, Hey, I know that you think this studio is going to look better or this model is going to look better, but I'm telling you as a creative who's been doing this for almost 10 years, like, trust me when I tell you it's not a good idea. We should do it my way because I know what I'm talking about because this is my job that I do every single day. This is not your job. You work in marketing, but you're not working in specifically in the creative process. And I think that if you can build that communication with a client early on where you're like, Hey, listen, like I've been doing this for a long time. Like, Trust me, I got your back. I'm not doing this to be argumentative. I'm not doing this because I want your brand to fail. Like, I know what looks good. And so trust me, I'm going to do everything to make your brand look good. But you got to put some creative control in my hands. you got to trust me. Yeah. And that, those are the best clients. They're the ones that trust you all the way. They're like, hey, you're mm-hmm. the pro. If you think at the end of the day that this is a bad idea, like, we're going to do it your way. And I love when clients are like that because then it's like, I love it gives that. you so much more. <laughs> excitement and you're more passionate because you're like yes I have the control now where I can really express myself through my art and I can and I can I can do what's best for your brand because you're letting me be the best version of my creative self so when you're in an opposite relationship of that with a client where they're stifling your creativity where they're controlling everything where they're angry with everything that you do where their expectations are not meeting what they initially said that they were going to expect from you it's so stressful and like you yeah. can't create under such intense pressure. Like it's just bound to be, you know, it's bound to end badly on yeah. both ends, Either, to be honest. And it's not going to end ends, with yeah. like a good vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have, I currently have a, like another retainer client, like separate from the one I was just talking about. And like the relationship there is so good. It's like exactly what you're talking about. Like they give us creative control. They trust us if there's ever something that they know that they they absolutely want to implement into their brand, we take it and, like, add our own creative spin on it. And it's, it's always mm-hmm. great. And, like, if there's ever a time where maybe, like, not, I don't want to say, like, we mess up on time, but, like, if we ever mess up on something or they ever mess up on something, like, we work together as a team to fix it as opposed to being, like, this other retainer client I had would, like, bully me to be, like, oh, my God, like, this like this this reel doesn't look exactly like this and this and this and this and this and I'm like you never said you wanted that and also why don't you just fucking do it then <laughs> yeah that, yeah clear that, expectations is is the most important thing in a retainer like mm-hmm. a contract and clear expectations <laughs> which that, oh, I yeah, failed con- to do many times so I was gonna say the contract thing I I wanted to say something about that that is a very very good point because so the the other let's just say retainer client number two that we have um, that we love when we first started with them. Um, like we have always loved them, but we didn't have as clear expectations in our contract. And then when we renewed our contract, we were like, okay, that we see them starting to expect a little bit more from us and we love them. So like we have been giving them a little bit more, but like of our choosing, cause we just like, they feel like family to us, but like, we don't want to end up in this situation as retainer client number one now having this experience from always saying yes. So let's renew our contract. Mm -hmm. Let's put these expectations and boundaries in here so they know exactly what they're getting and we know exactly what we're doing. So if there's ever any, like, is it Alation doing this or is it our team doing this? Like, we just both know. So to the point on the contract, let's say if you are in a retainer um, 
like with a retainer client, there it's never too late to set those boundaries and expectations. You can do it in a renewal contract. You just have to say, hey guys, like listen, I noticed that some things are a little bit disorganized. There's a little bit miscommunications. Like let's dial it in. Let's renew the contract. Let's set some expectations and boundaries and talk this through so we are just always on the same page moving forward. I love that. I love that you're explaining that it's possible to reset boundaries even if you've been working with a client for a while because sometimes it feels like oh we've been working together for six months they're gonna like get mad or they're gonna end the contract if I say that we need to like renegotiate some things but that's a great point you can do that once you're already working with a client you just have to have the proper communication and just build that strong healthy relationship from the beginning y'all this is like literally a romantic relationship (laughs) if you just build everything on a good foundation in like in good communication respect (laughs) and trust you'll have a great a great client (laughs) wait that is so funny you say that because retainer client number one that i'm leaving because it's got so toxic that is how i described the relationship i said this feels like a toxic boyfriend that expects me to do all of these things but then treats me like shit and I'm just supposed to keep accepting this toxic boyfriend treating me like shit and me still be like nice girlfriend like that is just not how it works like you if your friend was in a relationship where that situation was happening what would you tell them get the fuck out like leave leave. right (laughs) Yeah. yeah so maybe like put it in that perspective if you need to for anyone listening like Think of it as a relationship. Would you let your friend date a toxic yeah. guy? No. Or a girl, whatever. <laughs> Would you let your friend date a toxic guy or girl? Exactly. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's so funny. The creator well, world. Well, this episode has now, this episode has turned into a retainer's Retainer ending, talk. how to and what to do, what not to do. But I'm not mad about it. I feel like we've never really talked about retainer's ending. So this is. I'm glad we dove into this. So I'm happy that we got to expand a little bit more on retainers, what to do, what not to do. And yeah, this was, this was fun. And I have to go now because I have a call. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, we hope you guys like this. If you guys do have any questions at all, like beyond this episode about retainers, like please send us a DM, like ask us literally anything. Like we obviously are an open book. (laughs) Um, we will. Oh, and call our hotline guys. Call our hotline. We are doing a, we're doing a creator confessions episode soon, probably over the next week. And we want to hear your confessions. You're like crazy behind the scenes, just generally like anything wild that's happened on set or like something embarrassing that happened that like, you know, just any sort of like funny, anything, funny story. Yeah. Yeah. Guys. So, um, so call it, it'll ring just like a literally regular phone. When you hear the beep, ding, just leave a voicemail. Don't say your name, so it's anonymous. Um, we'll be able to hear what you say, but aside from that, like we will have no idea who sent it. So be juicy. Be yeah. Tell us all your secrets. I mean, you can leave your name if you want to, but if you specifically don't want anyone to know who you are, just don't say your name. Um, okay, yeah. the phone number is 213-394-5034. That's 213 213- Three nine four five zero three four. I feel like I'm a little like an ad, like that you hear on the radio. But if call you are from out- Pizza Hut at two one three three nine four five zero three four. Wait, that was good. Wait, Georgia, <laughs> you're a good like you're a good voice actress. Give us like a like a very. 
I don't have the number. Advertisement in front of me, voice, like a radio voice. Okay. Wait, what's the number? Two. You wait. Put it down a little. Okay. Okay. Ready? Let me. I need to hold. I want to like hold a mic in my hand. Okay. Ready? Okay. <clears throat> go. All right, guys. And next time. Wait, hang on, this is terrible. Do better. <laughs> I know, it's so bad. You sound do you normal. Like, do like, a ra- like a radio? Like, I don't yeah, have a radio do like voice. a radio ad. You're, I don't oh my have gosh, a radio totally, ad. You're an actress. I know. How are you an actress under- then? You can't do a radio ad, girl. Hang on, let me, I know. Well, let me think. I'm looking at how you have two minutes left, so my mind is in radio head mode. Um, if you would like some advice it. on the Shoot Your Shot podcast, give yeah, us a wait. call at 213-394-5034. That's See y'all later, better. guys. <laughs> I don't know where oh, this accent oh, is coming from. Like, it should be like a late night vibe. Like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, and here we are on the late night show. <laughs> shoot your shot. <laughs> give us a call if you yes. want. We're, we're here all night at two, two. Give me a second. We're here all night. 213-384-5024. I don't even no, know if I said no. that right. <laughs> no, that's not the right number. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. Give us a second. We're having some technical difficulties. <laughs> okay, anyways, you guys heard the number. Just don't call the one that George just said. Yeah, because Claire was oh, moving your my hand. <laughs> anyways, okay, thank you guys. Um, we will see you next week. Oh, and give us a, fo- <laughs> give oh, us yeah, wait, a follow, a like, and subscribe. Why does this always happen to us at um, the end of the episode? We like, we like. Hold on. Let me get to my robotic end of the episode voice. Okay. Thanks so much for coming to another episode of Shoot Your Shot. (laughs) Please follow us on Shoot Your Shot podcast underscore on all socials. We would really appreciate it. (laughs) Was that bad? Was that weird? (laughs) No, that's so good. (laughs) Is there any every episode? um... Yeah, guys, just follow us. Shoot your shot podcast. Uh, okay, I really have to go. I have to go. I have to go. Okay, love you guys. Okay. Bye. Bye. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot.